say good Friday to you, but I can't, but I can't. Today is a reality check. I know you don't want to hear it. I, I Look, if you listen to the postgame show last night and follow me on Twitter, people are pissed off, pissed. I made people angry last night. That's okay. That's okay. Your passion is the same as my passion. I channeled it in a different way. I channeled it in a reality. You want to channel it in a, and I'm going to just put a funnel down my throat and guzzle the green and gold Kool-Aid? That's fine. Do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But what happened last night was an abomination in three different fronts. One, Joe Barry stinks. First statement. Two, your team... Your defense is on a 10-plus-minute drive by Tennessee in the second quarter, almost eating up the entire second quarter. Okay? Your defense is on the field. And all you do is you say, you know what, guys? Look, they're going for it. They believe they can do whatever they want on you. They're going for it, right? Going for it. So what do you do? What do you do? You stuff them on fourth down. It's a victory. Your defense, who had been getting chewed up, chewed up, second and eight, give up a first down, playing 11 yards off the ball. Third and 10, fourth and one, give it up. Give it up. Another fourth and one, they plow it right through you. Third and one, give it up, playing five yards off the ball. Third and one again, plow it. Derrick Henry up the middle, five yards, boom, first down. Just you kept giving it up and giving it up and giving it up. And finally, your defense gets down the field. And they just, they're deep. Their backs are right there in the shadow of their own goalpost. Ten-plus minutes, they're on the field just trying anything and everything. And you finally get to stop. And what is the old adage that Herm Edwards used to yell? You play to win the game. You went down with Christian Watson. You scored. You tied the ball game up. Except for ah, special teams again. Right? Again. So you get off the field. You're down by a point. Let's turn this thing around, man. Let's make some positive juice out of this. You go with your best players, right? <clears throat> Wrong. Matt LaFleur runs A.J. Dillon out there. Three carries, two yards. Your best weapon in Aaron Jones, he keeps on the sidelines. Three and out. A minute 15, and you put that defense back on the field, and they give it up. Derrick Henry goes left tackle four yards after plowing through you again. And that's it. That was the dumbest thing you could possibly do as a head coach, as a play caller, as as a personnel exchanger. It was an abomination. And then to continually run soft, underneath zone. You made Ryan Tannehill look like a freaking god. Now, I'm not bashing on Ryan Tannehill, but let me give you a little bit of reality here. Ryan Tannehill, 14 of 18, 127 yards, sacked only once, a touchdown, and a 114.6 quarterback rating. For a team that only averaged 281 yards in the entire game coming into, they had 171 at half. That was at half. You made Ryan Tannehill look like a god. And you kept playing soft zone. You kept playing back. I don't know why. 
And then so what I wrote when the fans began to boo, clock strike zero, pow, gun goes off. Here come the Green Bay Packers running towards the tunnel and the fans booed. And I said, kudos to you fans. You pay your money. You're hardcore fans. You're passionate. You're up there bundled up. It's freezing cold. You're out there in the middle of the night enjoying all of this. And all you wanted to do was see a better coaching performance. And you booed. You have every right to boo. Boo the hell out of them. That was a pathetic coaching staff in the first half of that ballgame. That was a pathetic coaching staff. That was a pathetic performance. Period. And people got pissed. How dare you say that? How dare you let them boo? What are you going to stop them? They paid their money. They're allowed to do what they want to do. I applaud them for doing it. You know what? You don't mind it when the team gets cheered, when everybody's going crazy, the place is loud, and and Matt LaFleur is waving his arms. Give me more noise. Give me more noise. That's fine, right? But if they they perform badly, we're like, oh, that poor team. That poor team. Oh, jeez. Go, Pat, go. Oh, jeez. I'm not some fan-ass sucked-em website here that just gets their jollies off of pumping up fans and saying, go, Pat, go every day. Okay? I'm bringing reality. It was an incredibly poor coach team in the first half of that ball game. Now Matt LaFleur in the second half, whatever epiphany they had, back to play action, moving the ball around. Now Rodgers, when they needed him most, sucked. Rodgers, when they needed him most, sucked. And he, he was just missing guys. I thought Sammy Watkins kind of pulled up on that route, on that crossing pattern. I don't know if he ever would have caught the ball had he kept running, but Rodgers missed him. The downfield pass to Alan Lazard, two of them to Alan Lazard, sucked. Terrible. Throwing the ball on a wide open, Aaron Jones on a crossing pattern into the ground, sucked. Okay, so everybody's saying, well, he's got a broken thumb. Tell me where it's been written, said that he has a broken thumb. Is it is it banged up? Absolutely. Broken? I don't think so. Because if it's broken, it's got displaced bones. And you know as well as I do, there's no way Doc McKenzie would ever, the way they err on the side of caution, Doc McKenzie would never, ever, 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 ever put a guy out there with a broken thumb. Especially a thumb that probably would need, anytime you break a bone in hands and fingers, usually it requires a surgery to put it back into place. Look at Dak Prescott. It, is it is it banged up? Is it swollen? Is it hurting? Are there tendons in there that are popped or whatever? I, probably. It looked like last night he couldn't grip the grip the football very well, but but that's the reality. The reality was that a team that normally a team that normally averages two hundred eighty one yards per game coming into this contest, one of the lowest outputs in all of football, racked up four hundred and eight yards on you, and you let them do it. Now, was there missed assignments? Was there missed tackles? Absolutely. But you did a pretty solid job in keeping Derrick Henry in check. He averaged 3.1 yards per carry last night. Pretty good job by the front by the front four. Pretty good job. Early on in the ballgame, he was only averaging 2.6. Did a pretty good job. But, my God, you're sitting there watching. You can see the yellow line. You can see it on the field. You can see when you're at the game, you can see the yard markers, the sticks. You can see what they need for a first down. And you've got guys that are up, and it's a it's a third and four, and they're up, and they're walking up, and they stop at six yards. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then the snap of the ball, and they're backpedaling. Tannehill fakes the handoff to Derrick Henry. Everybody freezes for a minute, and he just lobs it over. Little dink and dunk, six yards, eight yards, nine yards, seven yards, four yards. First down, first down, first down, first down, first down. My God. My God. That was embarrassing. 
That was embarrassing. That was an incredibly poor coached football team. They weren't ready. Vrabel whooped his ass. Vrabel schooled the student. Vrabel was all over. His team was fundamentally sound. Did you see the way they defended Aaron Rodgers in the pocket? They did not go after him to pressure him, to beat him up, to knock him down. They didn't believe in him at all. They said, you know what? We're going to keep you in the pocket, dude. Even at times when they got a chance to get up and around a tackle to possibly maybe drag him down from behind, they didn't. They came back underneath. They came back around. Kept him right in front. Just keep Aaron Rodgers in front of you as long as he can see you. Keep him in front of you. Dude, don't worry. He's not going to run a whole lot. And if he does and picks up one first down, so what? But all in all, he ain't going to do anything. He's not going to do anything. We're going to get, we're, we don't believe in Aaron Rodgers. That's what Vrabel said. We don't believe in him. He'll hit Christian Watson a couple times. Okay, the game was relatively close. But we don't believe in him because in the long run, we can stuff the run. We're a good run-stuffing team. We knew that coming into this contest. And we know Matt LaFleur is going to have that brain fart, that cranius rectus invertus, in which he all of a sudden, because you have to do it, we're going to run A.J. Dillon out there for a series. Why, I don't know. He's not having that great of a season to begin with. But why, I don't know. On a cold night, he's going to run north, south, and pound him. Well, you know what he ended up with? A.J. Dillon, eight carries, 13 yards. You know what? They're scary 13 yards. You know what that equals? Two points yards per carry. Way to go, Matt. Way to go, baby. Keep running that out there. Then at the end of the game, when all the dust is settled and Matt LaFleur stands at the podium last night, how many times did he say, I don't know? Ask questions. Oh, I, I don't know. Why did you do that? I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you know, we got we got missed assignments. And it, but why are you playing soft on third down? Why are you playing soft on second and short? I, I what do you want to do, Bill? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Well, I want you to answer a question honestly, first and foremost. Because you're, 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 what you're doing right now, Matt LaFleur is on a cliff, the, the mythological cliff, and his fingers are right there on the edge, okay? And he's trying to hang on to that locker room, man. According to, to, to some there, he's trying to hang on to that locker room. And the fingers are starting to slip. And, and all you can bring up and muster is, I, I, don't, I don't know. What do you want me to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. No, you're the guy getting paid to know. You're the guy that, that fans look to for answers. People pay a lot of money. You ask for stock. You ask the fans to support your ass and give you money because. Now, fans do it. I did it. Fans love the Green Bay Packers, and there's nothing wrong with that. But this is a giant, big, sunshine-blowing dose of reality right up the sphincter, man. Right up the sphincter. I'm not going to give you the green and gold Kool-Aid. That was a bad football team last night. When they needed it the most and their backs were against the wall, they absolutely, coaching all the way down, suck last night. And there's no excuse for that. Not when a Tennessee team who played, then had to come to your joint on a Thursday night, came in fundamentally sound, so much better, so much outcoached you. No, they don't have a bunch of superstars. They just beat you. Because they stuck to the game plan, they were fundamental, and they were aggressive. And they said, we don't believe in what you're doing because you don't know what you're doing. And they beat you. Now what? You have zero room for, uh, for error now. You got to win out. And you're not going to do it. You know why? This is the reason when Ben and I started picking games and I said, I just can't pick the Packers because I can't unsee Detroit. I can't unsee Washington. I can't unsee Buffalo. I can't unsee the Jets whooping their ass. I can't unsee that. They have played poor football for an entire season. 
They have been unbelievably poorly coached for an entire season. And all you can do is stand at the podium and go, I don't know. We're getting our money's worth, aren't we? There you go. There you go. I don't Welcome know what to the that program. Means. Yeah, right. I didn't figure you would. Go back and look at the tape. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring it. And I want to just open up the phone lines. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You know a guy that got on me last night? He didn't say I was wrong. Nick Barnett retweeted me last night. He just said, damn, Bill. But he didn't say I was wrong. He knew I was harsh, but I wasn't wrong. I couldn't. I was so excited to see that team come out and play well. I wanted to believe in them so freaking bad. I wanted to think, listening to Rasul Douglas say, we believe we can win. We, there's energy here. And I'm thinking, okay, something happened. Some switch flipped behind closed doors, and you're ready to go. I wanted to believe in them so bad. I wanted to have a really exciting – I didn't think they were going to win a Super Bowl, but I wanted to have an exciting run. You know, I wanted December to matter. I wanted to see that last game of the season, and you're doing statistics, and you need this team to lose, and you got to get a win, and then you got one more team you need to, to, to take a loss. And we, man, it's an exciting last day of the season. You've got this going on, and then the Packers end up in the postseason, and you know by the grace of God, and then they just get hot at the right time, and, they, and suddenly the health starts to come, and everything starts to flow in the right direction. And no, no, you know what coaches are supposed to do? Put you in the best position to be successful. Did the coaching staff do that last night? No. No. Say it with me. No. No, they didn't. God, I'm so pissed today. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. discuss what went down last night the bill michael show continues on joining us now over on the hotline our buddy eric branchek of the green bay press gazette eric uh i don't know i mean i think you follow me on twitter but last night uh the boos were raining down i said hell yeah the why you put aj Dillon in and not your best player in aaron jones after your defense is on the field for 10 plus minutes and go a couple of plays three carries two yards was a complete mystery to me coaches are supposed to put you in the proper place at the proper time to be successful joe barry's defense is soft and sucks i'm so pissed today i can't stand it. I blame a lot of this on Madeline Floor, Joe Barry, and when they needed him most, Aaron Rodgers came up short. How are you doing today? Holy cow, I don't think this is the hotline. This is more like the frozen line. Wow. Man, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm still furious from last night, yeah. Yeah, it certainly was an interesting game. Um, you know, I, so here's interesting. Rather than sit up in the press box where it's nice and warm and cozy, I just I elected to go sit down in the bowl because I, I like the, the viewpoint of being able to see the field when i mean when you're up in the box i a lot of times i use my binoculars so i can't really get the whole flow of the defense until i watch it the next day or that that evening so i wanted to be in the bowl because i wanted to get the 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 vantage point of seeing the defensive uh line versus linebackers and the packers secondary and how they were going to line up and then also you get to see you know watching the routes develop um rather than on screen live is really because the timing you don't mean miss that on the screen and I'll tell you this, I walked away with it with two things. One, I kind of agree with you on the on the on the defensive coordinator side. I mean, 
I get frustrated. I mean, and a lot of people got it. We get everyone who's upset about the about the defense has got to understand they're playing without one of the best pass rushers in the league before he got hurt and injured and and out. Rashawn Gary's um, quarterback pressure hurry percentage was the, was I think the best in the NFL. If not, it was in the top two or three. You lose that guy and you lost a big chunk of the defense. I mean, don't. That's just the way it is. And the other part on offense that was frustrating to me were that some of the again some of the decision makings that they made at the quarterback position throwing the ball when there are guys wide open for first downs and he's going over the top. Those are the things that they didn't do last week that they did this week. Get pressure on the quarterback. They're going to have to. I think they're going to have to make a position uh, a personnel change to get more consistent pressure on the quarterback. And they're going to have to heat heat quarterbacks up with linebackers and safeties. But it's it's just not good right now. Um, the, I, I don't like the timing on their blitzes. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it, and it makes them. But but I don't like the timing there, and I don't like where in the series. A lot of times you saw the Packers on second down they send a backer or a safety. Third down they sit in coverage. You tell me why. I do it just the opposite. Know. Yeah, I, I, that I don't know because now you got. You get your drop. You got you're really rushing four guys that aren't getting any pressure, and you have seven guys sitting back in coverage, just getting picked apart. It's not gonna. I, I don't understand that part of it, and it's and that part is from a defensive mindset that's really struggling. I watch the the coverage. It was like second and six, and I watch the coverage sitting at about ten yards back, and on the snap of the ball, I watch the coverage on both ends of the field begin to backpedal and basically giving up the the first down. And, and sure enough, it's a quick out, six, seven, eight yards, first down, and then you, you know, the drive continues. I, I don't understand what the philosophy is. I've never in my life been taught that. I've never in my life. It's like you don't give up. That that it's all about land ownership. You don't give up the land ownership. I, what philosophy, what mathematician says this is a good thing? Well, the philosophy that this this particular defense is is to stay over the top and don't let anything and run and tackle stuff in front of you, and that hopefully should open yourself up for some turnovers um, and give your cornerbacks. You know, a, you're looking at the quarterback playing your zone, blah blah blah. That's what it is. That is not going to work when you don't get any pressure on the quarterback. If the quarterback's running around back there, awesome, because then the ball's going to move around. You're going to have they're going to spray it around. There's going to be opportunities for interceptions for big plays defensively. But when the quarterback is sitting back there on a rocking chair, reaching down for a cold beer and eating potato chips, it, it, taking his time to make his yeah. reads, it's it's really difficult. It's very difficult. So they have to do something, and they're trying. They're trying. It's just not very good. You know, their linebacker stunts aren't very good. They're sending backers or uh, safeties off the edge. And the timing is a little bit off, and they, you know, and that's not Joe Barry's forte. He's not a blitzer. He's a base guy, four down linemen or three down linemen, two outside backers. And usually, when he was with, with some of the other teams that he was coaching, one backer. So they do some things a little differently. But again, it all starts same as things on offense. It all starts up front. They got to get to the quarterback. They got to they got to get him moving his feet. And unfortunately, last night, Ken Hill didn't have to move his feet. He never got off the spot and was able to sit back and make the reads and make the right throw. Here's, here's the other question I have for you. And, and when you've got a defense 
you know, you go back to years when Brian Billick had uh, that Ravens defense. You go to when, you know, uh, um, Pitt- Pittsburgh had a defense they could cover on the outside, and they had strong safeties. When you had good coverage, you didn't worry about playing 10 yards down the field. You know, you played three, four yards off. You gave him a chuck at the line of scrimmage. You try to disrupt the route. Give your give your defenders an extra second to get to the quarterback, and that's the way you play defense. Are they so afraid that they're so inept in the secondary they don't have the ability to cover? I, I don't believe that that is accurate. I believe this is the system that he likes to run. This is the system that he ran uh, in L.A., This is and this is what he's done the last two years. And it's not aggressive. It's, it's more of a passive defense. And um, in order for it to work, you got to have a playmaker at every level that's making plays. And there isn't that for Green Bay. You got a linebacker, who, a rookie linebacker who avoids contact at all costs. So that's a problem, uh, especially from a you know from a guard position. You, nobody on the D line, you know, Kenny Clark. We all love him, but he's not having a great the best season. And part of it is because he's constantly getting double teamed. Um, there's nobody on the edge that's bringing any serious or consistent pressure. You know, linebackers, your best linebackers on the, on the bench uh, right now in the tub. Um, and in the secondary, hey, Jair Alexander, you can say all these guys, who's making consistent plays? There isn't anybody. So in order for this defense, for our defense like this to work, you've got to be able to get pressure up front. You've got to have linebackers that can cover, and you've got to be able to have – that ball hawk kind of safety and a cornerback that can shut it down. And I think we all thought that. I think they thought that coming into this season, that's what they had. But unfortunately, uh, it's just not panning out. And I, you know, I never like going after coaches, but there, there needs to be some serious changes in order for that defense to be successful. There's six games left. At least got to have a little bit of pride and go out and play. And I'm not so sure. Obviously this defense isn't playing for that particular coordinator not calling for him to get fired. I'm just saying they need to make some changes. Yeah, I, uh, it, I here's the other thing, and, and you bring up a great point. This is his philosophy. They don't have the talent to run the philosophy. A good coach then adapts to the talent you have. And that's my for sure. ar- for argument. Sure. That's I, you know, I, yeah, I and I just, I, I've seen a couple of things here and there where they got a little more aggressive. And, you know, in like last week against their last Sunday against the Cowboys, they just kind of like let it fly. It wasn't a great performance, but they let it fly. And it seemed like guys were flying to the ball. Guys seemed energized. Last night it was like just this soft coverage, non-aggressive, no emotion. It just wasn't there. It, it, it I, were, I am baffled. They, they were good against the run. I mean, don't take that. You can't take that away from them. I mean, they. They were solid against the run, but I think there's. If you looked at the way that full the last couple of weeks, the way it's kind of things kind of kind of look, you know, if you look at the tea leaves, you saw um, Quay Walker last week, the week before, get a couple snaps here and there at outside backer, and then you saw last night when they went to the floor down lineman, two outside backers. That that's where Quay Walker played, and you saw him also in nickel on a couple of occasions play outside backer. Oh. At this point in time, when you got the most, that's their most physical guy in the front seven, feet, speed, length, height, and he wasn't bad. And then, and you don't have to ask him to go make, to go run up on a play because he's got to be there. When he was on the line of scrimmage, he was good against the run. I mean, not superstar great, but he was obviously out of position a little bit, but he's good. But my point is, is he's a big, long, strong, fast guy. That might, and, and you have a team that can't generate any pressure off the edge or up the middle. Maybe that's the spot to put him, or they need to blitz him more often. 
from the inside linebacker position and, and utilize that particular, because one of two things are going to happen. If, if you blitz him, he's at least going to get moving forward on the run. And if you get lucky and he gets a sack, that's great. He did have the, the big pressure early on last, last evening. And so I, I think they have some pieces there. It's whether or not they're going to choose to utilize it. That's, that's the problem on defense. Um, uh, we're talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette breaking down last night's film. Again, we have another special teams gaffe uh, where the snap isn't great and the, the ball ends up getting blocked, and so we saw that. It's just they can't put a whole game together to save their life. Matt LaFleur at the podium after the game used the words, I don't know, numerous times in his post-game presser. Um, offensively, I well, there were a lot of times like a play. Being insincere there? That was shocking, wasn't it? I was – it wasn't like he was insincere. It was like I really believe that he's at a loss. Right, exactly. I mean, I think to me that was probably one of the most sincere statements he made. But I don't know. Right. Very telling. And, and, and I, I just I, – I still go back to your team is on the field for 10-plus minutes. You You get the stop. It's an emotional high for a very drained defense – and I don't know why at that point in time, I get it. I know what he's going to say. It's, well, we're deep in our own territory. We've got to plunge the ball out with A.J. Dillon. But A.J. Dillon's not running well this year, if you just look at the numbers. And instead of putting Aaron Jones in as one of what we all consider to be your top one or two weapons, they put him on the sideline because it's just A.J. Dillon's turn. Can you explain to me what the hell Madelfort's thinking? Right. I, I don't know because this that defense they played is very physical, and those backers and safeties were downhill, and they're smelling blood. You know, when you're that close to the goal line, there they're smelling blood. They got it. They're going. They're coming down, and I think to run into the teeth of that, I get the thought process is probably you can run by it, but I think in that situation, that late in the game, you've been showing that you're running the ball. You got your running formation in. How about a how about a play action pass? How about we we we, we you've got power and then you hit the tight end or something a quick hitter just to get right. some room and get the heck out of there you know because right. now you're standing in the shadows of your goalpost that's pretty tough to sledding back there when Not i said mention, last night when i said last night on twitter boo that pathetic coaching staff that's that's exactly what i was talking about the soft coverage consistently out of, out of joe barry and then that piss poor play calling after your defense gave it all to finally get off the field that's what you give them one management and again they didn't have timeouts clock management and things like that that are turning points in the ball game and he just pisses them away yeah, you're you're right. And I, I I met a guy last night by the name of Josh, and he asked me the same kind of question uh, last night, and uh, which was kind of interesting because he did recognize me from uh, your show. So that was pretty cool. Thank you. But anyway, oh, cool. the reality is, yeah, it was cool. Uh, the reality is, um, I I questioned it too, and and some of it's the judgment. So that 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 series was bad. Fast forward to the fourth quarter, they got the ball. It's fourth and three. They got two receivers that is an easy pass for a first down. And he throws it over the top to, to Lazard, who has proven that he gets far too many uh, balls. He gets far too many targets. And that's the decision. That's the decision. You got you got you had Aaron Jones who was who had to just who had who had a, a gap in front of the backer. If he held it for one more second, he clears the backer and you got a first down. You got eight, you got uh, Tunyon coming from the top running it out, easy, easy, peasy play for him to make, and he throws it over the top to Lazard. Yeah, it's is that coaching baffling. or is that player quarterback decision? I don't know. 
but I, I, I can't imagine that that would be something that that's a good situation. That's what, that's when you go on your, in your, in your film study and that this is what we want to do there. I just don't get it. Last question. How bad do you think the thumb is and how much of an excuse should we make for Aaron Rodgers in some of the inexplicable misses that he's had in the last few weeks specifically? I have no idea uh, on the thumb issue. Can't tell you. I think some of the misses. Looking at, um, he's a smart player. He does a lot of good things. I don't think he's physically washed up. You know, you hear, you know, people who are crazy out there screaming. He's physically washed up. Not the case. He's not physically washed up. He's making some bad decisions and he's throwing. Kind of like that last year at McCarthy. He was kind of, you know, thrown off the back foot, not using proper mechanics. And he saw it again last night. There was a pass that he missed to Tunyon in the flat because he threw it out in front of him. Couldn't get, couldn't get it there. You saw the pass to um, to Watkins and then to to uh, uh, Lazard. All passes that for Aaron Rodgers are like pretty easy passes, but the mechanics just aren't there. You know, and you look at Tannehill's mechanics. You know, he's not as talented with his arms, so he's he's always got to be good with his feet. And, and, and I think for a lot of times Aaron Rodgers got away with having bad feet. Um, but I think, you know, when you're staring down the barrel of a really bad season and you're not performing, you just got to go back to basics. Get your mechanics straight, do it right, and, you, and I think you're good there. I, I, can't, question, I can't comment on the, on the thumb, but I, more of it to me is the decision-making and the mechanics. Eric, great stuff, man. Have a good weekend, and uh, we will chat again real soon, okay? Yeah, to all the hunters out there, go have a good time. Be safe. Yeah, and, and Bill, thanks again for letting me be on your show. I appreciate it. it hey, you're you know, I thought it was you and I, and maybe you know Pete Doherty listening to the program, but apparently there's a couple other people doing it too. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, right. That's about it. It was it was really kind of unique. So then then you know the rest of the evening I had to move a couple spots, but because there was lots of questions, but it was a good time. It was a really good time. Okay, we met some nice people and. Um, Sitting down there, I was really excited to see the angle and being that close. I, I was really fortunate. I got with a group of guys, and we were sat in row 15 on the 30-yard line. I mean, come on. I mean, the vision and the, and the level to be able to see uh, the plays develop versus up in the press box was unmatched. It was awesome. There you go. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Enjoy. Stay Thanks, warm. Eric. All right. Talk to you. There you go. He drops off, you get on board, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. Uh, apparently, there was a tweet out there that says something about, uh, you know, somebody uh, asking Rogers during a make-a-wish uh, how his finger is, and he replied that the thumb is actually broken. His thumb was still really bruised and swollen last Saturday. That was uh, a tweet from earlier today, I guess, that people are talking about. Now, my question is, why would Rogers tell somebody that? You know? The thumb is actually broken. One unconfirmed report of somebody tweeting it out saying that Rogers told him this on a Make-A-Wish show or at a Make-A-Wish event. I'm monitoring it. Yeah. We have uh, the big J of the show. Put it this way. If the thumb was broken, uh, don't we think that our guy, Mike Clemens, who's there every damn day, would know? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume Mike would know. 
Rogers would have told somebody that the thumb is actually broke. Remember, there was a time when he took the tape off because he said it felt great, was feeling better. Was that over in London, I think? No, it happened in London. It was the week after, or two weeks after that. He said the thumb felt good. He took the tape off, and it, you know he, he you know kind of got it banged up a little bit again. But um, it, I you know, I don't know. I guess put it this way: if the thumb is broke, let's just say that it is. The thumb's broke this time of year in the cold, can't grip the football when they needed you most. Your throws were off. Okay, then you probably should sit. If the thumb isn't broke and it's just sore or whatever, you know, you're probably getting it shot up before the game anyway, so it's somewhat numb, so it's hard to feel the ball. But explain to me why you can throw in the air to Christian Watson 51 yards on a dime, but you can't hit Aaron Jones on a six-yard crossing pattern. I just, I, I won't I won't buy it as an excuse. That's all. 877-867-1670. All right, let's open the phones back up. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's open the phones back up. For all of you that called earlier, let's go. Let's open them all back up. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're we'll start talking with you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors out in Waukesha, Wisconsin. But if you need a water softening system anywhere in the great state of Wisconsin, and, and by the way, the Connecticut, by far the best water softening system out there. I swear by this. I've got it in my home. Uh, call our buddy John Atley, 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. Get a hold of him, h2theletterodoctors.com. Now, say you live in Wausau. Get a hold of John, and if he can't help you, he'll put you into the, in touch with the dealer right there in your own backyard. How about that, right? They're, they're, all, they're all Connecticut. But John will help you out. John's the guy to go to. And you know why? Because also... He gives back to the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy, and they help out veterans as well that need it, service dogs of many different types. Help them, help the vets, and give John a call over at uh, the Water Doctors, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, or go to h 2 the letter o doctorscom We'll be right back. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.